Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Now it's time for Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in D.C. on the Sean Hannity Show. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C., the one and only Jamie Dupree, sir. Hey, Sean, how you doing today? Wow, is your voice okay? Uh, No, it's a little raspy today. Now you see, that's that's how deep our relationship is. I can tell when you're not 100 percent. Yes. yes. I hope you feel better days, you know. All right. We've got a lot of Trump uh, news today. Um, There's something different, huh? (laughs) Yeah. What a shock. Um, In spite of the fact that he told Dana Lash yesterday, I think it was yesterday, we reported it because I I read the interview uh, or the portion of the interview where he said he wouldn't run third party. The Hill earlier today points out that he's making a little bit of noise about the third party if the Republican Party treats him poorly in his estimation. You know, and of course, he was at the border today. Let's start with the third party issue. That's a big problem for Republicans if he oh. ran third party, even if he took three percent. Oh, yeah. No, it's a huge problem. And it would wouldn't it be ironic? Let's just for the sake of argument about this, say Hillary Clinton's going to be the Democratic nominee. How ironic would it be that in 1992, a third party run by Ross Perot, in a sense, made it easier for Bill Clinton to be elected that year? And how ironic would it be if it's a Donald Trump third party run that makes it easier for Hillary Clinton to be elected in 2016? Uh, there was a pullout earlier this week. I think I think it ha- it matched up Hillary and Jeb, and then they threw Trump in as a third party, and it, it was it was just so obvious the way that the numbers ran. Hillary Clinton would not get a majority, but she would still win overall, and it, it really was not close because it would hold down Jeb Bush so much. You know, um, look, Donald Trump is not like your regular candidate who might not get the money for a third party run. He can self fund whether he wants to run as a Republican or whether he wants to run on on his own banner, and I think Republicans do have to worry a little about that it, it would only be normal i mean even it would even be a worry let, let's be honest it would even be a worry if a ted cruz or a Rand paul or somebody like that decided a, a third party but trump's a little different in that he can really bring some money to the table so we'll see what happens i would bet that there's some republicans who look at that noise and wonder hey are, are you threatening me or, or you know or what um i will say just from a personal point of view i could see a trump independent convention at the uh, at a trump casino in atlantic city or something like that that might be a fun political gathering yeah, but um, well, yeah. Look, I don't think we should really take seriously the talk about it right now. In all seriousness, I, I don't think we should be worried about it right now. But I don't think it can be ruled out either, because Trump has obviously shown he has no use for the usual kind of political, um, you know, uh, actions and, and people involved in the process. If he doesn't like him, he's going to say so. If he doesn't like the way it's going. He could well decide he wants to do a third party bid, but it's it's not easy given all the ballot access issues and more. But I do find there's, it there's interesting. There's Doug Schoen's group. Well, I th- that's a little frustrating to me because if he wants to run as a Republican, and assuming that uh, I I haven't seen that Reince Priebus or anybody else has treated him poorly, he may not like what other candidates are saying about him. But that's that's par for the course. That's called that's called the debate. I mean, again, that's if you're the not debate. ready to be hit in the face and hit below the belt, yeah. um, you might want to do something else because. Because I would think that if, if, let's just say for the sake of argument, Trump decides to go forward, I would think the 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 shots from other Republicans and the Democrats will be a lot tougher uh, than what we've seen so far. Well, and he's pretty good at dishing it out. So, I mean, it's yeah. all fair love, war and politics. Yeah. Um, you know, everything just work is working in Trump's favor. So Trump gets down to the border today. And just before he takes off and air Trump one, I guess whatever you want to call it, Trump 757. I mean, you ever see I, it's I land at LaGuardia and his plane is is strategically placed that every plane that comes in. The first thing you see is Trump. 
You when just you gotta, I mean, again, in all, I don't mean this in a bad way. The guy just knows how to orchestrate oh, attention and coverage. I guarantee period, you, end of sentence. I, I guarantee you, he pays for that particular space. Oh, yeah. Welcome to New York, Trump. Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, but anyway, so the National Border Patrol Council, local 2455 Laredo, invited Trump to be their guest and then was totally silenced, according to the Trump uh, press release, from their superiors in Washington and told not to meet with Mr. Trump. And he says, despite great danger, he traveled there anyway to proceed with the visit to the border. And it's unfortunate that local union received pressure at a national level not to participate and pulled out of the event. Now, they go on to say they're being silenced and are very unhappy about it, as told directly to Mr. Trump. And it can only be assumed that there are things that the politicians in Washington do not want Americans to see or discuss. It shows we're not even safe in our own country. It's time to face these hard truths and make America great again. Now, to me, that's a gift for Donald Trump. Oh, sure it is. Sure it is. And no matter whether it was just the union or whether it was somebody up in the hierarchy of the Border Patrol or something like that. Uh, a- absolutely. It, it 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 just sort of burnishes Trump's image of like he's stirring things up and he's uh, aggravating people up in D.C. No, but, but there's truth. They don't want this story being told about all of the crimes that have been committed by illegals and those that had committed felonies. And there's so many of them. You know, the st- statistic came out since Obama's been president, 614,000. In Texas alone, it was 642,000 crimes committed against Texans. Well, as I've told you, the Republicans have been at this for the last couple of years over and over again, whether it's hearings or other things here in the Congress, highlighting all the stats and everything about how many people not only are coming over the border, but then getting involved in crime or the repeat criminals and more, just like the hearing we had this week. And, you know, it's something that they have tried to push on, and it gets a lot of attention. It just, when you're not in charge of the White House, there's only so much you can get done in order to change the situation. I don't I don't I don't doubt that at all. Now, did you see Trump school Anderson Cooper and tell him people don't trust you? <laughs> it was great. <laughs> you got to admit that. Th- listen, that's the, the facts are, as evidenced by ratings, which I read every day. Uh, people don't trust CNN. They don't trust Anderson Cooper. They don't trust the mainstream media. You they, People love a guy who's going to go in and, and give somebody they don't like or they don't trust a hard time. People don't like it as much maybe when somebody gives them a hard time. But no, I, I don't expect that just because Trump gets in the face of some reporter that somebody's going to feel sorry for the people in my business. Uh, or let me, let me like play that. it for it's everybody if they missed us for Trump. No, I think hey, it's me a poll. I never even saw you. It's on three different states and you're hitting me with this. Okay. And I think it's a very, frankly, I think it's a very fair un, a question. Okay. I think it's an extremely you start off the interview with that. You don't say. I've led in the Fox poll. I'm leading in the ABC you're Washington leading, Post poll. You're leading across the board. Well, you did. I am leading across the board. Right. And then you hit me with this poll that I didn't even see before where, oh, gee, it's not even that kind of a poll. All I know is I have a very big group of support. And I think it's one of the reasons is that, your way let me tell you, the people don't trust you and the people don't trust the media. Right. And I understand and politicians. Well. You know, I've always been covered fairly accurately because it was usually a financial press. And, you know, numbers are numbers, okay? And my numbers happen to be great. So I was always sort of treated like fair. With the media, it's, in not all cases, some, some of the political media is great and really honest. Even if they don't want to be, they're really honest. But I find that 60, 70% of the political media is really, really dishonest. 
Think of the issues now. Look at what's happening with the borders. Trump is is garnering attention, and I argue he's dead on right. He's right about the treatment of vets in the country. He's right about Republicans being weak in Washington. That's why giving out Lindsey Graham's number is funny. And he's right about the media. I mean, there's a, this does have the potential to keep going for a long time. It does. I think the only thing that people would wonder here is, is he the right person for that? Well, is the over the type style? Does it does it does it tire at some point? Does it or or does he go too far, as we have seen happen already as well? Well, that's going to be interesting to see. Now, as all of this is happening with Trump and immigration, then you got the battle continuing as the White House is threatening to veto a bill that actually cracks down on sanctuary cities. Now, isn't there a crime for aiding and abetting? Isn't being an accessory to a crime um, illegal? Isn't the federal government, we have laws on immigration, and when sanctuary cities pop up by their very nature, they don't, they work not to abide by the law. So they're aiding and abetting, they're accessories to crime. So now Obama's going to support lawlessness? That's, that's what it sounds like to me. Well, the, the White House has been very clear that they object to these kind of measures. This is the bill from uh, Congressman Lou Barletta and Duncan Hunter Jr. Uh, that's uh, coming through the House of Representatives and would basically say to local governments, if you do not help the feds in terms of illegal immigration, then you will lose grant money coming from the Justice Department on a number of fronts. One grant uh, pool of money helps uh, local governments and police deal with illegal aliens. Another is the very popular COPS program, the Burn Grant program. Several of these very, very popular because they funnel out a lot of money to local law enforcement. So this plan would say to these cities, you know what? You're not helping the uh, the feds on immigration. We're not going to help you with money uh, again. But there's it, but, but what a sanctuary city is designed to break the law. They refuse to uphold the laws of the land. And now the president sworn to uphold the Constitution, the foundation of our laws is now facilitating law breaking, aiding and abetting an accessory to law breaking. There's a problem here, Jamie. This, well, there's a problem that goes all the way back. You can trace these kinds of things and disputes back, I'd say, to the uh, the 1793 Fugitive Slave Act and the, the 1850 Fugitive Slave Act. There were, uh, you know, there's plenty of examples of where the states and cities around the nation, for a variety of different reasons, did not did not follow and enforce federal law on different things. This is another example of it, and certainly is a very controversial one. But, you know, if the, the Republicans certainly can get this bill through the House of Representatives, getting it down through the Senate, I don't know about that. I would think it'd be filibustered by Democrats right. in the Senate. We talked at length about Hillary's implosion yesterday. We don't need to really regurgitate that. I, I mentioned that at the in the last hour of the program. Uh, so now we learn today Obama has signed secret side deals on Iranian nuclear detonation. Uh, apparently, Secretary Clueless, Kerry, uh, didn't know a thing about the secret side deals. The well, I don't think that we signed them. These were the, you're talking about the deals between the International oh. Atomic Energy Agency and Iran. Yeah, but the so. president knew about it. Yes, Senator but he didn't Ta sign them, but yeah, I'm seeing what you're saying, that, yes. Okay, so uh, what we have, and this is a question that maybe Chuck Schumer, if anyone can find him, for the first time in his political career, he's missing in action. He won't go anywhere near a television camera, but Cotton said that the IAEA officials told him that the group has reached two-sided side deals. Now, that to me implies America. Uh, I know what you're saying, and I've read what you're saying. I've also read that Obama may have signed it, too. So anyway, on how to evaluate Iran's military site called Parchin, where Iran has been accused of testing nuclear detonators. 
Well, the issue came up at the hearing today and was brought up a number of times by Republicans because obviously they're worried, too. They demanded a number of times today to see those details, and they were waved off by the administration officials who were there, led by the Secretary of State. And, and also, there were other details that were asked about in several cases by senators on the Republican side, and they didn't really get, I think, what they would consider up-and-up answers. It was a very sharp partisan divide on display at that hearing today. There was a few Democrats who raised red flags, but for the most part, it looked to me like a straight-down-the-party-line uh, uh, divide. Maybe Robert Menendez of New Jersey is about the only one that w- w- you would say could vote against the president on this. Uh, you know, strongly defended by John Kerry, arguing that this will protect the U.S. protect the world and Republicans looking around as if to say, you know, what planet are you living on? Because they strongly disagreed with that assertion. All right. Well, we're going to have to wait and see what this is all about. Certainly, there's no way that they weren't weren't engaged in, in what actually happened here. Oh, one would think that they knew. I mean, the, the, they had the party line that they've been feeding to reporters is, well, uh, these kind of agreements always have these side deals. They are typical, and it's done like that. So one would think they know what's going on. But I've even seen some people say they don't even have the details. I find that sort of hard to believe, but that it's a, an, an agreement just between the IAEA and Iran. But certainly that raises a lot of questions as to what exactly they've agreed to and the Mm. limits on those reviews of what the Iranian military has been up to. The guy that filmed the Planned Parenthood videos, we had him on TV last night, he says there's thousands of hours of tape and they're going to be rolling it out. Planned Parenthood is acknowledging there's video of doctors harvesting baby organs. There's three federal laws in play here uh, that clearly, from my opinion, that they have broken. My question is, do you think there's going to be any movement by the Justice Department? What are you hearing? Uh, well, yesterday the, the Attorney General was asked about it. She gave sort of a, a boilerplate answer that, you know, they're looking at it and evaluating the information. So it, it didn't seem to me like they were ready to jump on it. Uh, there's the one issue that that comes to light for me is where these recordings were made, because you could run afoul of if you did not have the permission of the other party to make those recordings, then that could raise a legal issue on the other side. Uh, in in here, in the halls of Congress here, I, I think that Republicans feel galvanized on this issue. And, and to me, the silence, well, it's not total silence, but there's not much coming out of Democrats here in the Congress about this. They're not really speaking up that much about it, other than going after the people who made the undercover videos and attacking them. So next week, no. we are expecting there'll be a vote in the House that would ban all, right. all public funding going to Planned Parenthood. Jamie Dupree in Washington, thank you, sir, for being See with you, us. Sean. 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program, you're going to meet Laura Wilkerson. She testified this past Tuesday before the Senate Judiciary Committee, her 18-year-old son's horrific death at the hands of an illegal immigrant. She's going to tell that story. We'll debate that and the latest uh, politics, the road to 2016 with Deneen Borelli and uh, others coming up on the program straight ahead. Bringing you the people who make the news. This is the Sean Hannity Show. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, 
for the ones who get it done.